be valuable to share with everyone? Um, no, I, I, I think gratitude is, um, is a choice, right? Like we can, we can wait until we experience the extreme lack of something to be grateful, or we can just go ahead and be grateful. And so I, my invitation is just for us to be proactive, like create a life that you're absolutely in love with, that you don't need to take a vacation from, um, because you're so grateful for everything. Like gratitude creates that kind of life. Mm -hmm. So choose in. It's so true. And just having that kind of a mindset, I was listening to a beautiful uh, devotion this morning by Joyce Meyer, where I was just getting ready and just happened to pop up on my YouTube. You know how like when you log into YouTube, it will just give you suggestions. And she talked about, it's a devotional about maintaining a peaceful heart and similar to gratitude, but choosing into being like, okay, faith and trust and choice and things like that. But it just, it just brought me into that space similar of like, okay, joy and gratitude and peace, trust. Those are things sometimes we may not feel them, right? Our feelings don't always align, but we can still practice gratitude and practice faith and practice trust, even when our feelings aren't in alignment, right? My friends, like, it's just the, okay, but am I going to still practice it? It's just like similar, you know, there might be times where you're like, gosh, I didn't really feel like going on a walk or a run or in Andy's case, a Peloton ride where I don't know if y'all saw that on social media, but he achieved something really big where he was like the number one champ, right? That's what I, I said. Didn't want, like bring it up. Champ. didn't want to I bring it up. Humble I didn't want brag. to bring it up, but since you did Tiff, I mean, you, <laughs> You got the horse out, so let's ride. <laughs> we ride. Do you want yeah. to tell them about your great achievement? Well, you know, we, we, we got to have goals, right? We, we all have to have goals. And so this has always been, since I got the Peloton and I've been riding with the, with the tribe, I'm like, one day I'm going to be number one. And after over a year of hard work and, and sweat, I did it. And, you know, there's some people who say, look, Andy, you were the only person in the ride because Peloton has these things called sessions where you can redo a ride with a live group. And that's called a session. So that's what I chose that day. And it just so happens that I was the only person in the ride. So, you know, um, coming out on top, it's, it's lonely. Sometimes it's lonely at the top, but that's, that's what I pulled off that day. And, and I was just really, really proud of myself. So, yeah. And see, like he said, he said in his post, he said something like, now some people might try to like hate on him and say, well, you were the only one in the session, Andy, like, duh, of course you were number one. Cause you were the only one there, but you know what? Like, as you said, my life coach would say, what, what would your life coach say, Andy? Well, you know, I, I paid a lot of money and, and spent a lot of time to, to finally get these precious words that you're good enough, you're smart enough and, and dug on it, people like you. You tell them champ, you tell them right? <laughs> you are, you just tell them, Hey, you know, so. <laughs> I mean, some people would have done that ride and they would have said, I took last place, you know, like I'm a loser because yeah. I, I was dead last, but that's, that's not the attitude that I took that day. Right. He was number one, the only one, but number one. So, <laughs> Hey, set yourself up. <laughs> Oh boy. It's such a joy to be back with you all. And we'd love to serve and support you. And we can be sincere and serious about that too, but 
we always love to have a little razz, a little fun together. So you know how that goes. But if you have something that's what's on your hearts today, my friends, take a deep breath and tune in and ask yourself, what do I, what's up for me? Or what do I need the most help with? If you're on Facebook Live, feel free to drop your question in the comments. Or if you're here on Zoom in the chat box, if you want to come on live, you're welcome to do that as well. But what's kind of showing up for you as we turn the corner into the last 90 days, right? Can you believe that? We've stepped into fourth quarter of 2021 in the final 90 days. And really, I love that. I love to set goals in 90-day time frame. It's a great time to do that. But I'm just curious, what would what's up for you? And you know, what you're working on or what's you're thinking, gosh, I would love to brainstorm this, or I'm feeling stuck, or I'd like. I'm curious about something. We'd love to support you of what's up for y'all today. So pop it in the chat box and come online if you want. You don't have to come on live either, but what's up for y'all today? What's going on for you? Okay, it looks like we've got Angie raising her hand. Okay. So Angie, you're on live. Welcome. <clears throat> Hi, Ange. You might just need Hi. to unmute yourself. Sorry. There you go. Where are you joining us from? together. <laughs> So um, I would love, to, so I, I posted in the chat earlier that I was very grateful because I got four out of the five enrollments that I needed for Silver Club in September. Um, so now granted, you know, some people look at that and say, you know, oh, you missed it. Well, you know, I also went to convention and lost a week. Had I not had another class, mm. I believe I would have made it. So that's what I sent to the that's best amazing. Club manager. Congrats, but, babe. Thank you. Um, so the other piece that I was thinking is, how do you know, so I'm doing weekly classes. Um, and like I said, I've been, I'm kind of doing this by myself, but I was wondering, how do you know when you need to start doing like two classes a week, if that makes sense? Does that, does that make sense? Like, am I asking that correctly? So you're asking when, when do you recommend going up to two classes a week? Yeah. So like, you know, if I'm doing one and that's kind of getting me bare minimum, you know, when is the point do I need to get to doing two classes a week versus just the one? Like, how do you tell that? I mean, it feels like that's what you're feeling called to already is, is, um, you know, let's, let's level up and let's uh, increase momentum. Um, that's the really magical thing about doTERRA as a business is you can really choose your own pace. And so, um, if, if one pace isn't working for you, then, then try another, you know, like it's, it's, it's choose your own adventure. Um, and, and I will say, and you've probably heard me talk about this before, but fast is easier than slow. And I know that sounds crazy, but um, I, you know, I shared this really recently, but Matt Hall, he decided to hit a new goal and uh, him, him and his wife, Shantae are presidential diamonds. And they're like, still setting goals, you know, like, so he goes to a hotel room. They live here, but, but he books a hotel room in his own city, rides his bike there. And he says, I'm going to hit my, my names list. And I'm, and I'm not going to do this slow. I'm going to do it fast. And so he went through 200 names in one day. And so the benefit of that is you're going to get to a lot of yeses in that 200 names. Whereas if you were doing, um, that names list over a period of like a year, you know, let's say you did a name every other day, you'd probably get a no day one, you probably get a no day three, and no day five. And so the, the, the latent energy that comes from that many no's spread over five days will kill your energy. Like it makes it really hard 
Whereas when you pack those no's into the first 10 minutes of your day to get to those two yeses, it's like a quantum difference. So I, I'm always preaching that, you know, they say that the slow and steady wins the race. Well, actually fast and steady would win. If, if you have the choice, like fast and steady would win a thousand times over slow and steady. So, you know, Tiffany and I are always preaching consistency, but, but fast and consistent is the very best. It's like good, better, best, you know? So I, I would say it feels to me like your heart is saying it's time, you know, like, and then there's, I, I don't know of any magic Bible that's going to tell you it's time beside your heart. Like that's, that's the best compass I know of. Like if, if you're feeling called to that, then you go girl. No, so the other thing I was thinking was maybe just adding some one-on-ones in between and maybe that would help because I do have some people like for instance I had a lady last night that's just like I want to come to your class but I'm in France (laughs) it's like oh wow okay so I just basically sent her the recording but it would have probably been better if I had scheduled her you know to be able to talk to her during her you know evening time when you know she was able to join rather than be one o'clock in the morning you know when I'm doing mine so yeah so I think that I would still follow up with her Ange. I would just reach out to her and say hey why don't we I'm you know you set the link and like I'd love to support you personally and get to know you what your needs are what your goals are uh, your health needs and challenges or whatnot and let's schedule a time and so what matters is your all what the, the intention behind it is that you're connecting with more people. And so some people will come to a class, but there's some people like they're not going to live in state or maybe the time didn't work or whatever the case might be. And so if you're hosting classes in person, awesome online, awesome one-on-ones. And so classes are phenomenal, even if you only have a handful of people there, because then you can facilitate some good dialogue where you're asking people about their needs, their goals and sharing and sharing the oils together, right? That kind of an experience. So um, I love that you're doing that. So I agree is that classes are great. One-on-ones are great. Rosemary, I believe in the chat boss asked, what time is a good time to do an online class? I think is what her question was. Rosemary, excuse me, Rosemary Rosemary said, when and what time do you suggest having classes I'm doing online? Um, I would, I would think, I'd have an evening class. And then I think you could also have a day class, right? It just depends on your audience. You could even ask your audience, but I do think like having, you know, you might do a morning or an after or, or a lunchtime type class where people could join in on their lunch break, or if they have kiddos that are in school and that's a better time for them. Um, for some, the evening will not be a great time, but some that's, you know, after, after work and after kids are in bed that kind of thing, that might be a great time for a class as well. Uh, I think if it's well marketed for the most part, there's, you can pick your time, but there of course are certain times that I would be sensitive to or certain days of the week. It just depends again on your audience and where you're at. What matters is if you're taking, I think more than anything to Andy's point, you're taking the action, right? So, but I love the progress you're seeing Angie for sure. And I love that you're taking the action, like your energy just feels so good around it. One of the little things that we've learned, it sounds like you're, you're starting to pick up on some international contacts. Um, if you are trying to do an online class that appeals 
to multiple time zones, we found that 1 p.m. is the most amenable to the most number of time zones. So obviously you'll never find a perfect time for everyone, but that's like, it's great because it's lunch break for the US um, if, the, if people are working, but um, it's, it's also works really great for, um, you know, like Europe, um, it's, it's late evening for them, um, still works for Hawaii, they, they should be up by then. So it's just kind of this nice, yeah. Catch Did you everyone. say noon or one o'clock, Andy? One p.m. Mountain is is one yeah. time works best. Because then, yeah, if you have someone in Hawaii, that's like what nine a.m. their time, yeah. right? And it gives you lunch time where or kids are still in school potentially yeah. if people have young kids, so they can be more focused. That's a great thought for sure because it can serve multiple needs, especially if you're doing it, you know, where people can join in from all over. I love it. Yeah, and I do invite moms. I have a, I'm sorry. Um, I was just going to say, I have a support group on Facebook for ADHD moms and we're over 7,000 people now and from all over wow. the world. So those are the folks that I'm basically that that's my niche. So, or niche, however you say it. Um, so I basically have just been offering classes to them and I got two enrollments last night. So it's, um, it's an amazing thing to be able to support, you know, that group like that. So, but yeah, I'm definitely going to be continuing. Um, it's ADHD mom. So it's attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Um, and it's called the ADHD mom support group. Um, so it's like I said, I've had it for five years, but I've only been in doTERRA for three. So it's been amazing. So like I said, I'm just supporting them and I'm just trying to see how I can better serve them and also meet my goals as well. So thank you so much for all the advice. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Way to find your tribe and, and lead them. <clears throat> it's fantastic. Okay, we've got um, uh, Jocelyn uh, who has a question. So Jocelyn, we're just bringing you on live. If you wanna go ahead and unmute. Hi. Hi, thank welcome. You. Thank you so much for having me. It's awesome to see you guys. Um, yes, thank you. I have a question. I was going to save it for Matt's Q&A on Friday, actually, but I was like, well, I saw you guys pop up, so I thought I'd share it with you guys. Um, so I reached Diamond for the first time in the middle of the pandemic, and since then, as you guys probably know, a lot of people have kind of stepped back from their businesses or decided various things about doTERRA, and so my question is, uh, those leaders that I had, majority of them that have stepped back, they actually had leaders beneath them. And so <clears throat> I've luckily been able to work with those leaders beneath them. My question for you is that do, um, do like, does that disable the, the original leader or like in, in one scenario, I have this happened actually twice now where I had like a leader who was like, she's like in she's kind of all in, she's doing the things kind of, but she's not mentoring her team. And so I was like, okay, well, I connect with your team. I love to tap root. And it, by me mentoring her team, even just having communication with them, does that disable that leader? And does that make her potentially feel like, oh, where's my place, right? Or should I still just be working with that, that frontline leader? That's a fantastic question. And, and congratulations on Diamond. A, a COVID diamond too, like that's, that's epic. Kind of COVID diamond. 
Is, I wish I I think my one clarifying question for you is, is that frontline leader still actively engaged in the business? So for a while she was, and I, I laid it out for her. I was like, I don't want you to feel like I'm stepping on your toes or anything like that. Like I, I just, I guess like now though, she has stepped back and I was like, oh, well, good thing I've been taprooting. Right. But I guess like what, at what point is like taprooting too much taprooting? No. Andy, what would you say to I'll, Yeah, I'll share some quick thoughts and then I'd love to hear your thoughts too, Tiff. So um, as with most questions, when it comes to humans, it, it depends, right? So there's, there's a way to do taprooting that absolutely does step on toes and does overstep and does disempower that leader. And there's a way that that doesn't. So, um, you know, whenever you're engaging with, um, with one of the, the leaders under that, that leg, um, you can always invite that leader. Say, hey, um, I've been connecting with so-and-so. Um, they're working on, you know, this and this goal or this and this issue. And we'd love to have you on. We're going to do a mentoring call at this time. Um, love to have your insights, you know. That creates a space for them to step in if they choose. But, you know, you can come to that with no expectation. Um, no attachment, just be like, hey, <clears throat> here's a space, step in if you'd like, um, but, but no attachment. So that's, that's how I would approach this. Um, and, and you're going to feel when, like, if they say no 10 times in a row, then that's a pretty good clue that, that they're needing some space, right? They're taking a break. And so um, it's the same thing with grandparenting. I, I love how doTERRA is just, is so similar to real families. And so if I'm a grandparent and I've, I've got a, a parent who is totally disengaged, you know, like they're not checked into their kids at all. Like I'm, I'm the grandpa and I'm going to step in and I'm going to say, Hey, I, I love these kids too. And I'm going to champion them and I'm going to do everything in my power to, to make them feel loved and supported and, and show up for them. So um, I'm going to always hold space for the parent to, to play that role. And I'm going to, take care of them. And so, so that's what my coaching would be, would just um, continue to love on and, and care for your team because it's your team too. Um, but there's a way to do that, do it that's, that's respectful and, and, um, and hold space. Um, Seth Rizme told us the story about one of his legs. Um, there was a mother of, I think seven, no, I think she had 10 children and she started doTERRA when she had like four, I think. And so during her doTERRA journey, she's had six babies, like real babies, not doTERRA legs, but actual human beings. And, and so she needed to step away from business. And Seth could have chosen to be like, you know, resentful, like, hey, you were going to be my qualifying leg. And, and you said you were going to do this. But instead he said, hey, go, go have a family. And if you choose to step back in, we've got a space for you. And guess what? This last year, she stepped in and she became his platinum leg for him to be presidential diamond. And do you know how happy he was that doTERRA is the kind of vehicle that creates that kind of space for people? Like he was so, so grateful. And he was like, why would I resent her for going off and, and doing another passion project, like having a family? And, and instead he's like, yeah, like that's what's cool about doTERRA. It, it creates that kind of space for people. 
So I, I love your questions and, and I, that's my, my main invitation is to use it as an opportunity to, to create and hold space. Okay. Tiff, I'd love to hear, hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I just think you're, it's just such goodness. And I, I do think it's always the healthier or the more open the communication can be, the better, right? So it's, it's dialogue. It's not just you, your personality and your energy. It's, you're not bulldozing her, right? But there's conversation and communication of like, how do we partner together and where you're at and where are you connected and actively involved in the business? And that means to me, if I'm actively involved in the business, that means I'm working it every day, you know, like it's part of daily or, or maybe some people schedule it two or three times a week, but like they've got their hands in the dirt actively. They're contacting, they're nourishing, they're mentoring their, their leaders and their customers and they're showing up like they're full engagement. Right. And if someone's not doing that, they're not right. It's not about right or wrong. It's just awareness to then say, Hey, I really want to grow and I'm going to, nur I'm nourishing and connecting with this leader. And I want to connect with you about that. Cause I always want you to feel, you know, supported and whatnot. And let's talk about what that could look like. And, and just even discussing it, I think is where people feel respected of like, Hey, can I get your thoughts, your insights? Where are you coming from? Where are you at? What is this something you're, you want to be actively committed to at this season and even outline that for them what that means, right? There's a class a, a week or a month and one-on-ones and mentoring and you're doing these things. Is that something you feel like you want to be committed to in this season? And how can I best support you? And, and if so, but here's where I'm going and I'd love to help you have this leader who's trying to rise up and I want to support them. But of course, I want you to feel respected in the process and just having that kind of dialogue together I think helps um, manage any potential hurt feelings or someone, you know, making up a story or feeling offended by that. And so if you're having that conversation, I think that you are absolutely, you know, getting yourself in the, in alignment with helping that be a, a great growth experience for everyone. Yeah, totally. Okay. Thank you. I think that I think that answered, like, I just need to be more open and maybe even bring them, like Andy said, bring them on a call with me, um, the upline and the person, even the first, but the, the leader in specific that I'm thinking of, um, she's not active right now at all, like not showing up at all. But I'm like, did I do that? Did I like, did I like take her leaders or feel like I took her leaders from her? But um, yeah, I think clear communication solves everything. Thank you. Yeah. And I think too, if they, they're aware, like if, especially if at one season they were really much more checked in and engaged and now they're just not, and they're kind of hanging out. And that's, again, it's not a right or wrong judgment. I think we really keep that out of it. It's that's, it's just awareness and choice. Like, where are you at with it this season? And, you know, having that conversation and acknowledgement and, you know, and the energy behind it's everything too. So it's like, okay, I hear you. Yeah. Great you know, and it's just holding that space. So I'm excited for you, sis. There's great things that you're already doing. There's more to come for you. You're obviously in, got your hands in the dirt yourself and you're doing the growing. And so it's just, I'm excited to see what happens for you in the next year. Thank you. Thanks so much, you guys. Great questions. <clears throat> Seen lots of people in the comments saying, I'm in the same space, had the same question. So thank you for bringing that.
Yeah, that's a goodie. That's a real good one because it's like, ah, what do we do? And I love tap rooting as a concept, right? But to be thinking about that for yourselves of, okay, well, there are people that are going to be ready to grow and let's help them get there. So I had an interesting experience um, pretty near the beginning of our doTERRA journey. We, um, we had a leader that um, was hosting their own convention party and they didn't want us to come to their convention, where their upline, <clears throat> and they didn't want us to come to their party. And we, we kind of probed and asked and they said, well, we feel like if, if you come, that diminishes our leadership. Like, and so as I thought a lot about that, I was like, wow, is there such a thing as taking away from someone's leadership? Like, and it all depends on, do I have a mindset of there's enough and to spare, you know, like this abundance mindset, or do I have a scarcity mindset? And they were, they were choosing to come from, yeah, like if, if you're a great leader and you come into my space, that somehow takes away from my leadership. Mm. And, and so the alternative is, guess what? Like we can all edify each other. We can all add to each other. And, and there's enough and to spare. And so it's, it's not a competition. So I just love this concept that if, if we approach our, our business, same thing with parenting and grandparenting, right? Like it doesn't have to be an either or, it can just be a mountain of love that's just like there to catch every child and grandchild. So I just I have this vision of, of doTERRA being a web of love that just completely catches everyone and supports everyone. And, and so we don't have to take from each other. We just add to the love. So mm. that was a, a totally. powerful experience for me. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Cause that mindset of, you know, again, for all of us to just tune in, am I living in an abundant mindset or a scarcity mindset? Right. And am I that, yeah, we can be in a space that having us, you know, more love, like you said, and more support and partnership. Right. And I think if we're approaching the language, what, which you all do and model, Andy, it's like, we're partnering with you. We want to see you grow. And we just want to hear to like edify and reinforce and support you, not take away from you, but we're helping nourish your teams and your leaders. So I think that's a really good thought process to add. So thank you for that. Awesome. Um, have we had any more core questions come through in the, the chat? I think there was a good question too about what about a, a builder frontline who is sort of doing the business so staying in the same topic conversation mm-hmm. any clarification mm-hmm. again I'm going to say this might sound like a general statement but truly it's we're back to communication we're asking questions discovery and saying hey where do you want to be and what do you want to create and what are the actions and how can I best support you and and I want to help support develop the leaders underneath you and how can we best do that? You know, so I think that that might be something too, is, is again, the communication about sort of doing the business, right. That can mean all kinds of things, but it's like, they're not like fully, this is what they're up to. It's maybe something they're being hobbyist about, but Andy, any thoughts you'd add to that when someone's, you know, they're, they're dabbling, they're doing some things, but you know, they're just kind of put, they're not really maybe fully engaged. Yeah. I mean, it seems like we, we spend a lot of time and energy 
um, classifying, you know, when are you a sharer? When are you a builder? And who do I spend my time with? And I'm sure that that's, that's useful to a point. Um, but, but there also comes a point when like we're all humans and we, we all have lives of, you know, priorities that we're trying to juggle and, and struggles. And, and, and if we're over here in our camp, you know, trying to say you're in, you're out, um, that, that doesn't feel like unconditional love. You know, that doesn't feel like true partnership. And it's the same thing in marriage. You know, if, if you've got a partner who's constantly keeping score, who's constantly like saying, well, you've, you're good enough this week, you're not good enough this week, um, that, you know, we all know how that feels and it's not great. So um, I don't know, I, I guess there's not a hard and fast rule for me. To me, the more empowering principle is how can I inspire um, more sharing? How can I inspire more, uh, more, more caring, more, sh more sharing of samples, more inviting? Like um, instead of thinking of yourself as, as someone on the outside of this builder who's um, trying to classify if, if they're you know, in or out, just a, a better question might be, what can I do to, to create more engagement, to create more um, leveling up and, and loving of what they, they're doing? Like, how can I help them fall in love with what they're doing? So those are my couple of my random thoughts. Yeah, that's good stuff. Because I do think yeah, there's some great points there. If someone's sort of in the business, it's like they're obviously drawn. It's just maybe, you know, it's like the next level, like what Andy was just saying, the deeper level of conversion and whether through product or through confidence or through belief is sometimes what's happening for people is they believe so deeply, they believe in the product, they see it, but they're not always clear of like, how do I cross the bridge? right? What would that mean and look like? And they're, they're knowing it's like, yeah, okay, well, I need to enroll more people. And I go, well, where do I start? And how do I connect? And, or how do I expand who I, my circle and my networking skills and my relationship skills and my questions and sales skills, all of those things. So sometimes it's just even asking, what do you need the most help with? Where do you want to be? And how can I help you get there? Let's brainstorm the different things that will help you from your own self-care and your own energy to your sales skills to connection skills to follow-up or calendaring and time management, right? It's just helping be a resource to our people that we're helping them develop and get clarity to where they want to be and where they want to go. And then the various, again, like baking a cake, you know, there's different ingredients. You know what I'm baking at some point this week and maybe I'll bring them to Alpine Wheel Call um, in the next day or so, but I am baking pumpkin chocolate chip cookies. I already bought all this stuff for it over the weekend. That's on my joy list. And oh man. So, so but it's like, an, you know, it's ingredients is saying, okay, if I want to get to a certain outcome, like baking those cookies, there's a couple of ingredients. It's similar. It's like helping our people identify, gosh, I need to work on my own energy because I'm at this walking billboard. And am I a converted user of the products? And I'm involved in that. Secondly, it's like my business skills, marketing, sales, and time management. It's like just being conscious to brainstorm and help support them what they need. So I love we're having this rich conversation about mm -hmm. this today. 
I wonder if we should do a, a, a CD on, on the power of, of pumpkin chocolate chip cookies. What do you think? I think, I think <laughs> there's a space for it. Yes. Well, you know, it's like that could be, ooh, imagine if that was an essential oil. Oh, man. Like pumpkin spice. They really should. They would go. People would go nuts for that because we sure. love those types of candles. But like, what if we had pumpkin chocolate chip cookies as a scented essential oil? Like, could you imagine? Oh, I mean, I've been suggesting for a little while that I think they should, they should make an oil that's peanut butter and chocolate mm. scented because peanut butter and chocolate together could also, my loves, be described as true love. I mean, that's how I believe in soulmates is, and because I'm like, well, true love exists because peanut butter and chocolate have come together, right? Exactly. So. exactly. You know, my, my daughter, um, she loves to cook and, and she was talking to me the other day about pumpkin and, and cooking with pumpkin. She's like, it's funny how, you know, it's pumpkin season. So we see fields like packed with pumpkins, but she's like, I guarantee 99% of the people who make pumpkin recipes are taking it out of the can. She's like, uh, that doesn't feel real, like authentic to the season. If you're like yanking it off a can that's been on the shelf for a couple of years. So anyways, I'm not to the commitment level of doing whatever it takes to a pumpkin to, to make real, but you know, to those who are hats off to you. Yes. So here's the thing I'm, I have somewhere asking for the recipe, but I'm with you, Andy, we're, I'm not scraping out a pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going there. Yeah. But you can buy, you can buy, you know, like a classic Libby's but you can also buy pumpkin puree if you want a little more, or there's organic pumpkin you can buy, and then you can add your own, of course, things to it. But the recipe I'm going to, I'm going to try, this was sent to me. Now it's real basic. So I hope if you're, if your thoughts are like real, you know, high about this, I want, you might want to lower them. Um, okay. I love, where how, did that go? I love how some weeks on our calls, we go from like the, the shallow peripheral stuff to like yeah. really, really deep. Yeah. And like this week, this week is the exact opposite. <laughs> right. We're that's what, Hey, that's what we're about. Some, we've got to have balance, right? We've got to have balance. <laughs> so this is my girlfriend's mom saying this recipe and we were together at the store. So a box of spice cake mix. Okay. So this is all coming prepackaged. These are not healthy. This is not a healthy recipe. Let me be clear, but we are talking about cookies. Okay. <laughs> so a box of spice cake, uh, you know, like a Betty Crocker, whatever box of spice cake mix, a box of carrot cake mix, two 15 ounces cans of pumpkin and add a bag of chocolate chips, probably bake at 350 for about 10 minutes. So I'm trying that one. But can I tell you guys about these pumpkin bars that I had? Andy, do you care if we do this for two seconds? Let's go there. Okay, I did have these things called pumpkin squares and you guys. So I have not eaten this boxed recipe business yet, but I, in the past, I've made them with like spice cake mix, pumpkin, chocolate chip. I don't think I added the carrot cake mix before. So in my past, pumpkin cookies were again, box, can, chips. You see what I'm saying? Um, 
I do have recipes that are much more like you got to sift the flour and you have to grind the wheat. I do do those too. Okay. Don't judge me, but sometimes we're just going for the quick and dirty, but these pumpkin squares, you will need a box of yellow cake mix, save a cup to the side for topping half cup of butter, one egg mix together, pat into a nine by 13 pan, right? You give it a bottom layer. Okay. Andy, are you tracking this? I'm trying, man. This is like, I've never sweat so much in my life. Yeah. Pumpkin okay. squares. So a box of yellow cake mix, you're going to save a cup of it to the side because we're going to use that as crumble topping later. Half cup butter, one egg, mix it together, put it in the bottom of nine by 13. The middle layer is one 14 ounce can of pumpkin, half cup of brown sugar, two eggs, two thirds cups of milk. Again, this is not healthy. One and a half teaspoons of cinnamon, one half teaspoon nutmeg, half teaspoon clove. Maybe I should just put this on like my Instagram or Facebook stories. Yeah, you, okay. you, you lost me. You started going too fast, so. Okay, we'll just capture it, okay? One and a half teaspoon of cinnamon, half teaspoon nutmeg, half teaspoon clove, four teaspoon ginger. Mix it together, pour into crust. I'm just making stuff up now. I'm just like... And then the topping is that cup of yellow cake mix you saved earlier, fourth cup of sugar, fourth cup of butter, and one teaspoon of cinnamon. Mix it together, sprinkle, mm -hmm. bake it 350 for 40 to 50 minutes. Let me tell you, I ate that. And it, that's actually, I know there's a lot more ingredients, but guess what? It's so good. And Love that it. is like a pumpkin dream. So we're just meeting all your pumpkin baking needs here today. Again, these are treats that we would not classify as healthy. Okay. Let's just be clear about that. So I like yes, Mary Bell says, Tiff, do you want a real cookie recipe? Of course I do. But sometimes <laughs> I've got to go when my girlfriend's like, Hey, this is so good. And it's easy. I'm like, okay, two boxes, can of pumpkin, bag of chocolate chips. I can do that. Right. Yeah, so, Andy, we're not going to put peace and serenity inside the body. Okay. Those are emotions that we're putting in. Yes, those are oh, oil. Yes, those are emotions that like when you're baking sometimes, you know, and you're like, I'm putting love in this recipe. That's right. Yeah. I love it. Welcome Andy's to the like, I'm lost. Forget it. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's come back to some coaching. Kim, you're on with us. How are you? Sorry. Apparently I'm the clampets right now. The dogs have decided to start you're great so um I was just going with what you guys were talking about just you know when you maybe when we meet with our leaders it's like what's bringing you joy today is it pumpkin is pumpkin I think it is joy? I think it's pumpkin and higgy oil that's right Huga. I you can't know, see um, that <laughs> Ruga sounds like you've got a stomach bug. Yeah, like Ruga. Yeah, that. See? Well, I was going to give a healthy non-sugar recipe um, just to kind of add to that. So right. if you were going to do... Point and counterpoint here. Here we go. Yeah. This is where the debate goes. So you can get, um, you can get chai tea. You can get the non-caffeinated kind or you can get the caffeinated kind, whatever. Um, and then you can add a couple of drops of the vanilla and there and bam, 
bam, baby. You can even take a, a little Q-tip or not Q-tip, but a, a toothpick. 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 Yeah, I always mix up the two. I'm not going to put a toothpick in my ear. Um, you can mix in a little bit of cinnamon or, you know, something like that. So just saying. Oh, God. That sounds amazing. Put that in the thing. But I do feel yeah. like she just gave us the Ritz Carlton recipe and I'm giving you all the hood. So we're just balancing it out here today. Sometimes, sometimes I'm Jenny from the block. I channel that, you know, and then sometimes you're like, I'm Harvard. Okay, cool. We've got them both represented here today. Well, and if you got oat milk and you got that frother thingy, you know, the little stick you could put and make, and then you could make it more like a latte. Dang. Kind of, kind of go for it. Yeah. But I wanted to, I was going with your theme. So obviously I'm, I'm on this team, but my main team, we're team ringworm. <laughs> so Stephanie and Ben Scoville, Lassen and, and um, Brian, they gave Stephanie and Ben a bunch of oils and Stephanie got ringworm when they went to Jersey shore. Oh, shoot. And so we always kind of made fun of her because we're team ringworm because that's what got her into doTERRA because she put ah. tea tree on it and it got rid of the ringworm. So um, we have what's called an app on Mighty Networks and we have our own team, our private app there. So what I really liked about doing that and supporting all our team is if we've got a leader that's you know, stepping back or, you know, has a different season in their life, then we can help their grandbabies because we've got all of the topics all separated, mm -hmm. you know, instead of looking at 20 different Facebook groups, you can just type in, I'm looking for something on this recipe. I'm looking on for leadership stuff. I'm looking for business groups and it's all categorized in there. And, you know, me and 25 of our top leaders put in the money to maintain this, which I think was only $50 each versus, you know, like $1,000 a year for this expensive website. But if you have a team that you can put together and, and do it that way, because then it gets it off of social media because a lot of people aren't happy with that right now. And you can have a private app where you can keep your information private. And I like using your guys' resources for um, share success. That's where I send people for training. Um, in the past, I've been a codependent with my team leaders where I'm like, I'll do the paperwork for you, no problem. And then I don't have time for other things. So I, now I'm, I'm sending them to look at training videos and how they can learn this stuff. So that was something I wanted I to share. That. Yeah. And as far as I, the cooking classes, that's, I think where it's at right now and you do it live, do it messy. Um, that's what makes people happy. And I really love using the cards that you guys made for, essential emotions so if we're you know doing a coaching call like this like you know like when i'm just gonna pick a card for the group right now and maybe right now we're getting focus we're like all right guys here's here's the affirmation get your lemon out we're gonna you're gonna say it out loud put yourself on mute i am focused capable and committed breathe it in breathe wow. it believe it you know, and then we can go from there and people go, oh, I feel so loved and supported right now. And you're like, yes, oh, yes, let's make I lemon cupcakes. That. Yeah, like <laughs> people need just, just the cooking and the love right now, like you're saying. So, you know, it doesn't serve to be frustrated and anger because that's just stagnant energy. Absolutely. 
So somebody posted in the comments, um, they created a Mighty Networks as well, but they're struggling to get their teams to join. What, what do you have any coaching for us there? Like a lot of people are looking at yeah. alternatives. What, what what are you doing there? So we, we just call people and explain. So if you don't call them, they don't understand. You can send them the text invite. I, just try to do it as a standard when you enroll new people. You're like, hey, we have a private community. I'm going to send you the link. Let's set it up right now so that they have it on their phone. They know how to use it. And then when you have to backtrack to your past team, you have to call them and be like, here, look, you want to do this because we know, you know, right now Facebook's a bit of a, a sinking ship. <laughs> So we'd like you to move over so that you feel more comfortable and you can ask real questions. And what's cool about it is, is we've got experts on there. So if somebody says, I am an acupuncturist or I'm a massage therapist, then people can go ask them questions. So it's like you have your own holistic team to be able to go ask stuff. But I think yeah. that that's been the most supportive for us. So go ahead. That's awesome. So you did, you probably researched and Mighty Networks was... I know Matt Hall has moved over to Mighty Networks as well, but that was the, the clear leader for you as well. Say it again? Mighty Networks was, was your favorite alternative that you found? Yeah, so Stephanie did the research and then, you know, fronted it and then we all just paid, paid in. You that's know? awesome. Yeah, we're like, yeah, that's cool, let's do it. And then we all just flew to Arizona and hung out in her living room and planned our year of classes. So yeah, Love it. anyway, but I, um, I just want to say I'm grateful for you guys and I'm, I'm really glad that you have this available and I've been trying to turn my team onto coming to it. So I love it. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing your recipes and, and your best practices. Yeah. Nicole, would you put your, or uh, Kim, sorry, someone said Nicole, but would you put your chai recipe in the oh, yeah. chat box? If you yeah. type that up, just because that sounded delicious and other people mm -hmm. are asking for it. Yeah, I'll do that. Awesome. Yeah. But I do think this one last thought I want to plug or, or expand on that I think that, you know, Kim is just saying is, you know, from recipes and cooking to cleaning to we're coming into the holiday season soon and immunity and sleep stress new products. You guys all have so much that you can do to be highlighting as, you know, from classes to gatherings to, you know, make and takes to all the things. It's a season. The next, these next 90 days loves from the, again, a brand new convention kit to new recipes. We could try like sharing these types of things and diffuser blends, emotional health, immunity, health, sleep, stress, right? Like it's just primed for you to be sharing content, gathering people, whether in person or online, one-on-ones, it's a really great space for you to be sharing various things that fall under any one of those topics, right? Where it's like, yeah, oh, awesome, love it. So there's well, so I much good. Share, Tiffany, have you done the, you know, the sensitive, the rose hip squeezy bottle with vanilla on your face? Mm. I do use a rose hip oil. I make my own glow blend with doTERRA oils and a pure organic rose hip oil. Maybe it's the same mm -hmm. one. Well, you know, the one that came in the convention pack, the, the, the squeezy top, the sensitive skin, oh, the carrier. Okay. So that one. So I, oh, is that rose that. hip oil? It's got rose hip in it. It's got, oh. um, I 
I forget the other things, but it's real hydrating and I live in the desert. So mm. I put a little bit of that with a couple of drops of vanilla. I'm getting a lot more hugs. Yeah. Are so you like, putting that on your face, on your skin? I put it on my face and I smell delicious. You smell like a cookie. They're like, I want to bite yeah. your cheek. Yeah. And my, my kids are like, oh, good. And I'm like, oh, you want a hu- another hug? Yes. I love it. You know how like you sometimes want to like bite a baby's cheek or their thigh? Not that you would, but you want to because they're so cute and squishy. You're just making yourself like toddler squishy with that recipe where you're yeah, like, I put want it all to over their snuggle feet. her. Yes. Put it on their feet and then you put the foot in your mouth. Yes. There you go. <laughs> well, we've covered literally all the things here together today, my friends. Around the block. Around the block. <laughs> I love it. Such a joy to be with you all. We just are cheering you on. Andy, any last thoughts you want to wrap us up with today? I just love that, share that this is the season to, to really be creative and pour love into your teams in so many ways, right? Like it doesn't have to be um, like, let's go out and hit the goals hard. It's like, no, let's, let's gather for, for holidays. And let's, let's talk about, you know, bringing in this, this or that season. And and even post-convention tour can be a really great excuse just to gather, you know, like we, we've, we've had a lot of lack of gathering. So let's, let's jump into, to getting back together and, and knitting hearts together. That's one of the great opportunities we have. And so let's do it. I love it. See you guys next week.